This podcast is sponsored by JHS. JHS has a solution to meet any project you may have. From small residential all the way through to high-end commercial, JHS has a hand-picked commercial LVT, vinyl, carpet tile and a variety of broadlooms to meet every level of budget and specification. Visit jhscarpets.co.uk, contact them directly and get your local area manager to pop in for a cup of tea. Now sit back, enjoy the show and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Right, welcome to the podcast, Steve. So for the uninitiated, who's Steve Davies? Oh, so Steve Davies is a guy that's been in the industry for many, many years. Uh, started out as a floor fitter, well, started out going with my dad at weekends, school holidays and stuff like that. Yeah. That's what heist me into the flooring industry when I left school. I was persuaded that that was going to be my future. Uh, and I had intensive training on all that, uh, all types of floor coverings, whether that was wood, vinyl, carpets, and all that type of stuff. Then I was out on my own for probably 20 plus years, fitting floors uh, for good companies and stuff like that. Then I randomly got an opportunity to go actual teaching in a college up in North Wales. Okay. And I set up a course there. Uh, the college wanted to set up a floor lane course. They offered me the, the, the job, and I set the course up and ran that for that's about 10 years, delivering MBQs, level twos, level threes at the time, uh, and, and other types of training in all everything in regards to flooring, which was a very, very rewarding job. So was that just general floor lane? Is it like MVQ level floor lane? Yeah, so it was, again, the students had come in. We had two sides of it. We had full-time students that knew absolutely nothing about flooring. They would come in and we'd start them from scratch. And then the other, other side of that was where employers used to send a bunch of lads in, you know, one day a week on day release. And they used to have a day with me. And then another four days, they were out on site picking up site skills as well. Yeah. Um, and again, very, very uh, rewarding type of job. Um, seeing them progress, I suppose. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was really good. And then um, fancy the fancy the change. Uh, another manufacturer in the same uh, field that we are in yeah. came along and offered me a job, and I accepted the job for them. And then randomly, while I was working for that business, I kept getting promoted. Okay. Um, and then they ended up of, of, as one of the heads of department, running the technical team and all the training within that company. Again, it was exciting, challenging, uh, yeah, and rewarding. Again, yeah. still in the training field, uh, but still involved in the technical side of what we do, which was good. And then about 30 months ago, I then moved across to Utsin. Yeah. Uh, as their national training manager, where I'm now uh, here to set up or, or develop their training further, uh, look at facilities, how we can make facilities better, what opportunities we've got in regards to that, set up new programs and learning, and all that sort of stuff. And that's where I am now. Brilliant. And and again, for the uninitiated, who, who are oozing as a company? What what do they do and, um, and where, where are you based now? Yeah, so Utsin are a uh, smoothing compound, 
a DCIF manufacturing type of uh, you know manufacturing facility where we we manufacture leveling compounds, smoothing compounds, flooring adhesives. Um, and we even extend that to the range where we've got resins, we've got power tools, we've got uplifting machines within the Utes range. And we're a German company. Uh, and as you say, we operate uh, in the UK. Um, so, yeah. So is everything made in Germany and then shipped across and then stocked over here? Or how does the stock work or where is it coming from? More or less, uh, the, way, the way we work, it's either products we have in the UK that are either made in Germany, Holland or Poland, most of them. They then get shipped over here. We store them in a massive warehouse in Northampton and then they get distributed out from there. And our offices are based just down the road from Northampton in Rugby. Right, okay. So, and do you have training facilities down there, or is it just an office? Yeah, we, we've currently, uh, again, um, when I came on, they had a little training area. We class it as a training area. So when I come on board, that was my job at Christmas. Give up my Christmas holidays with my <laughs> wife when we came in. We absolutely... Through everything that Utsin had, her old stuff, threw it all away, redecorated the room and got it looking really nice. So we've got a nice looking training facility downstairs now. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, and, what, and, and for my, selfishly, what, like for what? So if I'm a flying contract, which I'm not now, but if I was, how do I get to come to, to your office and learn more about the product? Yeah, good question. For different levels or what would it look like it's, now? So, yeah, we, we've got set courses that we advertise through our website through social media uh, avenues and stuff like that. Um, again, why are we doing this? Well, yes, it helps us as a business. It helps selling products. But the heart of what I do, what, what the business want me to do, is just share that knowledge that I have over all these years and all the technical knowledge that we have to improve or to help improve or help iron out any little issues that fitters might have on site. Right. And we, I, the training we do is, I treat it as more like a, I suppose a little bit like this, more of an enjoyable session, free to answer questions. It's very relaxed, so people can ask questions that maybe they wouldn't ask on a normal training course, which is really good. Yeah. So, and we cater the training for how we, what we see is the needs of customers. Okay. Certainly with the current trends, LVT being a big trend, uh, but it's not just that associated with everything to do with the flooring trade, really. Is there any costs to the courses? Are they all Um We have this policy where we we charge £50, okay, yeah. for attendance, basically. As soon as they walk through the door to attend the course, they get that £50 back. Yeah. It's all about trying to secure the place to make sure they come, really. Yeah. Uh, we, and I don't mind saying it on here, we, we've had a lot of instances where people have booked the place and not turned up. Yeah. I'm in a training room where there should have been maybe 15 or 20, and I end up with two. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of resource just for that. So we do it that way. But as Utsin currently, as they stand, they do not want to charge for training. No, no, no. We, we do exactly the same. I completely back that idea. We, yeah. we do training in a completely different field in flooring. But again, we, when we do our free training, there's an amount to pay but as yeah. soon as you turn up, you get it back. Exactly. Yeah. You, said. you don't want to yeah. dedicate your time and, you know, four or five people say they're coming and then don't. So it's completely yeah, yeah. understandable. Yeah. So probably more, this question is more based on the, as a whole, the flooring industry, but what are the biggest challenges you've seen as a trainer rather than just the whole, but it's, um, 
you know, what what do you see the biggest challenges people walking through your door with? I think it's their perception of what they need to do to them floors. And the industry we're in that in my day, most of the sites that we went to were concrete or sandsmith screen, but there's so many variants and new types of subfloors these guys are coming across now. We've got to keep them up to date with the calcium sulfate screed, the new liquid cement-based screeds that are all being pumped in on large jobs, large volume jobs, and they need slightly different prep preparation to my day when it was simply concrete or sand cement screeds. Right. Okay. So it's keeping up to date with stuff like that and things to look out for, and, and that's what I see is, is very important. What developments in products have you seen that have now changed since you were fitting what what are the advances you've seen in products and and especially maybe products that you like working with that are different when you were on the tools? Well, I think the first thing with that, a lot of the products that I used to use and a lot of fitters used to use in my generation, should we say, some of the products actually, you know, weren't very nice to use. They, they had very, very, uh, they, were, they had a lot of odours. They, they weren't pleasant to handle, very difficult to get a finish on. The modern products, they're so simple to mix, very, very low odour, and again, minimal effort to get a really, really good finish. So, yeah, the technologies have really advanced so much in regards to that. Okay. And you do set systems for different products. So I'm from a wood background. So do yeah. you um, have you got DPMs and glues, especially for the woods, and then some for the LVT, or what? what's what, as, as what, a brief, what's the range look like? What, what within the Utsi range it is absolutely massive. It's a minefield, and it's all about within Utsi. Like we laugh about it, but it's all about letters and numbers. Here yeah, you have to know the codes. But yes, you're quite right. If it was a normal day to day soft flooring, residual flooring world, we would have a set of products for them: uh, a, a DPM and a moisture vapor suppressant type of product, coupled with some uh, smoothing compounds. But when we go into the wood world. Um, then we're looking at more certainly epoxy type of DPMs, st- uh, stronger flexible compounds to cope with the expansion and extraction of, of timbers, and obviously some quality adhesives within our range. So yeah, we have we cater for that. But yeah, it's 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 about using the right product in the right place. Okay, and if you were a flying contractor just out in your van. Do you buy the products through distribution or can anyone buy from Oots in um on pallet format? Like how's uh, how's the supply work at the moment? Most of our well, all of our products are sold through distribution. Okay. So we just they just place orders with us and we then distribute it out ourselves from our place to them and then it's on their shelf. And then we do our best, whether it's our area sales managers, whether it's our technical support team out on the road. To help, you know, doing trade days out in the trade counters, promoting the products to help um, generate it through. Brilliant. Okay. And what is the best bit of advice, Steve, you've ever received? Don't be a floor layer. No, no. <laughs> I think you might, you might have to edit that one. Uh, best bit of advice that I've ever received. Oh, that's a good one. I'm sure about that. Um, there's probably quite a load. I think it's about always do your best. I think that's it. Yeah. And if you don't know, don't be frightened to ask. 
Yeah. I think they're the two things. Yeah. And is there anything that stands out that's probably the worst bit of advice you ever received? No, there's nothing standing out for me on that one. Good question. No. Good question, though. No. I might let's let's let me think I'll, about that. Yeah, I'll, I'll come back to you. Yeah, the worst yeah. bit of advice. I'll come back at the end of the end of the show with that one. Yeah, yeah. So, what currently is your favourite product on the range that you love working with? Love short. Is there anything new? Anything a bit d- different that you like working with? Gosh, again. Endless with our product range, but I think my favourite what well, my favourite product to put down, I suppose, is probably a, a uh, swing combo, which yeah, probably quite, which I say, unique, but to what we started to do in the UK, which is a gypsum-based swing compound. So our NC, yeah, so it's in NC one ten, uh, ideal for calcium sulfate floors. You can use it on concrete and sensible, but the, on sensible screens. But the flow rate is really, really second to none. Yeah. Okay. And when I teach, when I'm training students, you know, we have a bit of a laugh, but I make the, we just pour it out of the bucket. That's it. It's just, that just, you don't yeah. need to do much more than that. Yeah. I think that's what all, all uh, retail customers think that's what happens anyway, isn't it? They just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pour I, in I the middle of your living room and run away. Yeah, I, I'll go with that. So let's just say this product, we wouldn't be trying to let uh, smooth ramps with it. No, no. <laughs> Um, a controversial thing that comes up with all different elements of the flooring industry and different size businesses. What's your opinion on fitters being paid by the meter or being paid the day rate for the work they're doing? Ooh. I told you it was a controversial one. <laughs> yeah. How I... did you used to charge your customers and what's your opinion of it now? <laughs> I used to charge per square meter. Okay. Yeah, um, and the way I see that, I, I've given a price, an honest square meter as it is. Yeah, this is the job. That's what I'm going to get. If I'm finished at two o'clock, I'm finished at two o'clock. Yeah, it's still the same amount. That's how. Yeah, I, you know, I used to see, and it was always all I did ever was by the by the square meter, and that suited me. I I find. And I know it's controversial that I do sort of work for a business that pay me by the hour now, I suppose. But I think if you get a pay per square meter, you get on and do it, should we say. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what I was trying to revert. If you're getting paid by the hour, sometimes you might have an extra cup of tea in the afternoon or another five minutes reading your paper or something like that. It, it's probably more from the aspect of if you, let's say, price the job per meter and let's say £30 a metre, but you yeah. need to send an extra hour setting up. Um, yeah. You you might not spend the full hour or two hours setting yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But what I'm talking about is when you price a job so it takes five days, so yeah. you then charge the customer for five. Obviously, yeah. if you get it done in four, you still get the five-day rate. Yeah. But it's about keeping that quality high on the setting up. Um, yeah. And that was well, that's what been discussed before but then there's the argument if you're getting that meter rate and you don't do a crap if you don't so if you do a crap job then you're still not you're not going to get paid anyway so you have to keep the quality high on both aspects <laughs> i think i think that's down to a individual person how they operate my my i always used to like to give quality i always used to like to i've, I've always said this 
whenever I've laid a floor or done anything like that, it's always looking back and going, I laid that. Yeah. And if that took me an extra hour at my cost, it took me an extra hour at my cost or two hours or half a day. It was all about that. And it was about the finishing off and making sure the customer was happy with what I've done. And that's how there was no rushing, you know, even though I said I was might have been finished early, there was no rushing to achieve what I wanted to achieve. And I, you know, I and I could, you know, as we all know in this industry, we know a good job from a bad job. And I always wanted to make sure it was as best as it could be done. I think that's right. And I think that that's where, vice versa, it could trip people up. You could hit you in the pocket if you've allowed a square meter price, um, yep. as in because you wanted to spend the extra time. I but can assure guys, you it has. <laughs> and, then, and then the guys that have absolutely cracked it down, made a load of money, but the quality's been low. So it's, yeah, that's why I always bring that question up because there's lots of different ways of skinning the same cat, but <laughs> but it's still a bit of a controversial subject. Um, well, it's, a, it's a good one because I've been involved in that because we used to bring, because when I used to work for a, for a contractor, they used to bring subcontractors in now and again. Yeah. After I, they were earning silly amounts of money very, very quickly, but then I had to do the job and then following them around, sorting out, all the bits and pieces that weren't up to standard. Yeah. No, very frustrating. No, exactly. Um, is there any new products that you're allowed to divulge that are coming to the market that's going to change things? Is there anything that isn't released or that's coming or any bit of news you can tell us that would be good for listeners to know about? about the? Um... I can't honestly confirm or deny that we might be launching some new things uh, going forward but each thing as a business they're revolutionary in what they do like i said i've worked for another manufacturer in the same industry and i honestly believe technologies with Utsin are a lot more advanced than maybe some out there and there's loads of stuff within the range that really really would revolutionize what we do in the uk but anything that we develop in the uk has got to follow what British standards say and they're suitable and they match what British standards want within a product. There are products out there that would do things very, very well, but don't tick the box within. Uh, and it's about, you know, that type of thing. So, yeah, there's stuff in the pipeline, but... Is there any uh, products that no one else has got that you've got kind of like a, you know, like a certain speed or a certain, um, let's say, damp rate and that you can say, we've got this and we no one else can touch it? We, we have systems, so we, we've got a very robust system for calcium sulfates where we can deal with calcium sulfates if there's underfloor heating or no underfloor heating in the moment and the damp, we can deal with them. But there's other things as well in regards to that. If somebody's got a crack in the floor, a lot of people rely on refixing that crack with uh, resins and stitching pins. Well, if you, again, if you've got underfloor heating in the slab, it's very difficult to do. Who's going to put a disc cutter to put a stitching pin in a sandsmith's going to come before? Here at Utsin, we have meshes where we can lay meshes over the floor okay. and put compounds on top of the meshes, and that isolates the crack from, from what we're doing, and, and that works really well. So, again, that's quite unique to what Utsin do. I'm not saying we're the only manufacturer's got that, but there's not many in the UK that have. No. Brilliant. And we're going to go on to some of the questions that the listeners uh, want to know. If you could change your professional profession, what would you change it to outside the flooring industry? Oh, I've always, I've always, I've always liked the odd, 
Uh, and again, I used to have a Saturday, a Saturday job as well. And I used to work in a garage, tinkering with cars. So I think I'd probably go and play in, in that, or, or work in that, I shouldn't say play, work in that type of industry. Pottering around with old vehicles, renovating them, and restoration. restoration. Uh, well, that would lead me nicely onto this question. What's your dream car um, if money was no object? Very simple guy, mate. It's not a Ferrari. It's nothing like that. I would just treat myself to a nice, shiny Range Rover. Obviously, it would be top of the range. Lovely, lovely. Um, no classics, nothing like that? Nothing you can tinker no, with? Or be a new one? No, no. Like I say, I used to work in an old Land Rover garage. I've repaired Land Rovers for many, many years. So I'd probably treat me to a classic Land Rover and I'd refurb it from start to finish. We had that on the other day that they've now brought the uh, the classic Land Rovers with um, Tesla engines in. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. They're, yeah, proper bit of kit then. There's a guy um, up in uh, Landry Dodd Wells that's doing it. Uh, so, is that where it is? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. yeah. yeah they, they, they look uh, rather fast, but look cool as well. <laughs> Three people you would love to have a pint with, dead or alive, that can be all at the same table. Ooh, three people I'd like to have a beer with. I'd probably give, it's not a man crush at all, but Jason Statham would probably come along just because of the attitude he gives off. Yeah. Uh, so he'd be there. My wife wouldn't forgive me if I didn't invite Cameron Diaz because she's out the door if she comes along. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And one more. It'll have to be the old fella, I suppose. He's passed away now, but he brought me into this industry. He taught me. So, yeah, he'd have to be there. Brilliant. I love that. Um. And to give your best, let's say, in the training centre and provide the training and to do the best of your job, how do you start your day the best way you can? Being prepared. Yeah, I always make sure, always like to have everything in hand, ready to go, ready. And I'd like to start, or, or before any customers get here, I almost like have a chill session, right, before we start. And yeah, yeah. way to go. So... Brilliant. But it's all about making sure it's all ready. You, you, you don't want to be trying to set up in the day with the lads are here, or the students are here, or the contractors are here. So, yeah. Fantastic. And if I transferred you a £1,000 in your current account now and you had to spend it, what would it be, what would it be on? £1,000. Probably be another couple of billion machines for me, pop at home. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Uh, again, no, you've led me straight down the right path. Uh, what's your favourite drink? Um, at the moment, currently, probably going to say um, Tiger Lager. Tiger Lager. I should be drinking that like it's uh, going out of fashion. <laughs> <laughs> like pop. Yeah. Brilliant. And uh, difficult on this, but what is the least favourite part of your current role? The least favourite part of my current role? Nah. Paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody that knows me will know that that was coming. Got to be paperwork. Yeah. Love it. Same as mine. Um, have you had a think about what would be the worst bit of advice you've ever received? Can you think of anything that stands out that you would... Oh, what about the worst bit of advice you've heard someone else that has received? There must be something in the training centre 
that they thought that this was the correct way to do something, and it and it, it obviously wasn't the right way it's to do. It. Classic. We had it. Yeah, we had it about four or five weeks ago on a train course. Some lads come in, and they've been told by a train course that they went on that they don't need to DPM right to the wall. They should leave it about two inches away from the wall. So it's like who had told you? They wouldn't tell me who had told them that. Um, but yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So uh, a bit of re-education, bit of uh, tech, uh, explaining some technical stuff to them that what could happen, uh, and let's just say they don't do it anymore. No, <laughs> <laughs> love it. Oh. Um, but again, it's nice to pass on that knowledge. You know, if they've been told that, they don't know any different. So yeah. you know, it's it's it, it, it's great, and that's what I enjoy sharing that knowledge with them. And everyone has different opinions. Everyone has different methods, Plus, and you know, Plus, and. Yeah. And, and every day is a school day, as I always, as always and that's say. A good, and that's a really good point. And that's when I do training. And again, anybody that's tipped, been on one of our training courses, it's not the Steve Davis way. It's what we should be doing type yeah. of thing. Yeah. And they get the same on any training course they went, uh, hopefully, in the right uh, way of doing it. Okay. So if someone's listening to the show, what's the best way to find out more about the products, Steve? Um, again, come on one of our training courses. Have we sort of established they are free? So come on one of the training courses or just uh, speak to your area sales manager, which cover the whole of the UK, or grab one of our technical support guys. And again, you know, even if you, you're using Utsin products for the new for the first time and you're trying them on site and you're still not sure, one of these guys will come out and spend some time with you on site, um, iron out any little difficulties that you might be having. I'd probably, I do know which, I don't know which manufacturers, but do you guys come out and help spec jobs from the ground up? Will you do that yeah. as a service? Yeah, it's one of, that's really at the heart of what we do. We like to get involved with the customer, go and do some moisture testing for them, then write a recommendation, a full, basically, in their language as well, as I like to call it, from start to finish. No, nothing too fancy. And then they follow that. Yeah, job done. So that's, that's really, really good service. But we do all sorts outside the box, you know, when people come on training, maybe not have had a moisture meter before. I say to them, look, if you go out and buy a moisture meter, which could cost you up to a thousand pounds, depending on what you're buying, and you're not sure how to use it, we'll come and teach you. Yeah. Yeah. That's because we want everybody to do it right. We want everybody to understand what they're doing. So, yeah, we do, we do a lot of that. I think it's a lot of manufacturers now investing millions. I was going to say thousands, but I'm saying millions now into training. I think 20 yeah. years ago, it was limited. I think there was training courses, but now is you know you can yeah. at hand's reach. You can there's lots yeah. of different stuff you can go and learn. I think it's great. I think it's brilliant um, for the industry. It, it, we we always finish a course, you know, asking people what they thought of the day, and we have this thing of what they've learned from out the day, and it's surprising. There's nobody ever leaves and says they haven't learned anything. They always pick up something that they've never heard, and we're talking maybe from 16 year olds to people that have been doing for 40 years. They'll go, well, I've never been told that before. So that's that's where I get that enjoyment. That that's what I get from same again when we ask for feedback and or, or we see other people's feedback. Some of the stuff you might learn on any training course, you might go, oh, I kinda know that. Yeah. But sometimes they're not they're not doing it. Um yeah. that's one thing. They know it, but they're not doing it. And yeah. then the second of all, the real the real value in giving up your time for one, two, three, or however long the train yeah. is the golden nuggets. They're just yeah. the little Actually, if I do it on every single job, or I do that on every single quarter, or whatever it might be, it's that's yeah. where the 
the gold dust is. Um, yeah. I think the more you do with them uh, with different humans, the, the better the, the better you become uh, with anything, I suppose. I suppose it's like uh, you know the elite athletes and stuff. They don't just have one trainer. They don't just yeah. they don't just practice no. once. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's no different to screeding or applying glue in one way. No, it's no different. It's no different. No. Right, brilliant, Steve. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been great to know more about the you and the products. Um, oh. If someone wants to get in contact with you, are you on LinkedIn or what's your email? Yeah, I'm on Just... LinkedIn. I'm, mostly, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on the, the old Facebook. I'm on that type of stuff. They've only got to drop me a message or, or contact me to direct uh, if they can't get my number. And, and, and if there's somebody here in the customer service, we'll, we'll give them my number. So, yeah. Well, they're welcome to give me a call or get in touch and we can do it if they want anything. And we offer bespoke courses as well. So if there's a group of, uh, if there's a company out there that wants to get all these fitters together for an afternoon or a morning training session, we can actually go to them and deliver it in their place if they've got a bit of space in the warehouse and stuff like that. Is there a minimum amount of fitters you'd need to do that? No, we do it for two to three, four. Yeah. That'd be brilliant. So, yeah, so. Excellent. Brilliant. Right, lovely, Steve. Well, thank, thank you for having me. Thanks and, a lot. Uh, catch you with three. If you'd like to find out more information about what we do, you can visit our website at cockerellandco.co.uk. That's cockerellandco.co.uk. We also have an Instagram account, which is Cockerell and Co. And also, we are on Facebook. Once again, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And we look forward to seeing you here again soon.